the great foundation stone of wealth. While individual labour, as such, has ceased altogether to appear as productive, it is productive rather only in the, these common labours which subordinate the forces of nature to themselves. And while this elevation of direct labour into social labour appears as a reduction of individual labour to the level of helplessness in the face of communality, represented by and concentrated in capital, thus all powers of labour are transposed into powers of capital. Through this process, the amount of labour necessary for the production of a given object is indeed reduced to a minimum, but only in order to realise the maximum of labour in the maximum number of such objects. The first aspect is important, because capital here, quite unintentionally, reduces human labour, expenditure of energy, to a minimum. This will re redound to benefit the emancipated labour in its condition of its emancipation. To the, to the degree that large cell industry develops, the creation of real wealth comes to depend less on labour time and on the amount of labour employed than on the power of agencies set in motion during the labour time, whose powerful effectiveness is itself in turn out of all proportion to the direct labour time spent on the production, but depends rather on the general state of science and on the progress of technology or the application of the science to production. Real wealth manifests itself rather, and large industry reveals this, in the monstrous disproportion between the labour time applied and its product, as well as in the qualitative imbalance between labour, reduced to pure abstraction, and the power of production process it, it superintends. Labour no longer appears so much to be included with the production process, rather the human being comes to relate more as a watchman and regulator to the production process itself. He steps to the side of the production process instead of becoming its chief actor. In this transformation, it is neither the direct human labour he himself performs, nor the time during which he works, but rather the appropriation of his general productive power. His understanding of nature and his mastery over it by virtue of his presence as a social body, it is, in a word, the development of social individual, which appears to be the great foundation stone of production of wealth, of production and of wealth. The theft of alien labour time, on which the present wealth is based, appears a miserable foundation in face of this new one created by large-scale industry, industry itself. As soon as labour in the direct form has ceased to be the great wellspring of wealth, labour time ceases and must cease to be by be its measure, and hence the exchange value must cease to be the measure of use value. The surplus labour of the mass has, has ceased to be the condition for the development of general wealth, just as the non-labour of the few for the development of general powers in the human head. With that, production based on exchange value breaks down. The free development of individualities, and hence not the reduction of necess necessary labour time, so as to posit surplus labour, but rather the general reduction of the necessary labour of society to a minimum, which then corresponds to the artistic, scientific and so on, development of the individuals in the time set free, and with the means created for all of them. Forces of production and social relations, two different sides of development for social in individual appear to capital as mere means, and are merely means for it to produce on its limited foundation. In fact, however, they are material conditions to blow this foundation sky high. The development of fixed capital indicates to what degree general social knowledge has become a direct force of production, and to what degree hence the conditions of the process of social life itself have come under the control of general intellect and been transformed in accordance with it. To what degree the powers of social production have reduced, not only in the form of knowledge, 
but also as an immediate organs of social practice, the real life process. The development of fixed capital indicates, in still another respect, the degree of development of wealth generally, or of capital. The mass of workers must themselves appropriate their own surplus labour. Once they have done so, and decide necess- and disposable time therefore ceases to have antiphical existence, then, on one side, necessary labour time will be measured by the needs of the social individual, and, on the other, development of power and social production will grow so rapidly that even though production is now calculated for the wealth of all, disposable time will grow for all. For real wealth is the developed productive power of all individuals. Measure of wealth is then not, not any longer in any way labour time, but rather disposable time. Uh, this is an extended quotation from Karl Marx in the Grundrisse, for, uh, starting on page 700. This has been produced by Workers' Liberty on the 15th of January 2020. You can subscribe online at www.workersliberty.org forward slash sub, that's for a print subscription. Or you can contact us on 020-7394-8923. That is 020-7394-8923. Or you can email us at solidarity at workersliberty.org. Or you can write to us at 20E Tower Workshops, Riley Road, London, SE1, 3DG. Uh, the print edition is printed by Reach PLC.